Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, October 5th. We are here live. We've got a quick hour this morning. It always goes fast, so I'm going to open the phone lines right now. It is a free-for-all today. We can talk about anything at all you want to talk about. Trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers. We're going to talk today about what's going on in the markets, but uh, we can talk about anything at all you want. Pick up the phone and join me. 855 855- I have been pretty negative about the economy since about uh, late 2018 or so. Maybe it was 2017 even. For lots of reasons. One, because we were coming into that 10-year mark from kind of the last crash in this the economy kind of runs in that cycle. The freight market tends to run in that cycle. So it was just, we were looking at that pattern that had happened for decades and we were expecting it again and it didn't happen. We've talked about some of the reasons the ELDs extended things, the government spending, then COVID. And uh, here we are, um, we're still talking about the downturn and, and is it here? When is it coming? Are we in a recession? The last year plus has been hard to figure out. Based on some numbers, we were in a recession, but then we kind of weren't. I would have to say that the news I have seen this week, it's Thursday, uh, the news really started to turn very negative on Monday, more so than I've seen in the past. Some of the charts that I follow, some of the numbers, uh, it continued today. Uh, Some of the things we are seeing uh, just do not look good. Um, Spot market, contract freight, um, most of the economic indicators. Uh, Here's one. Um, We talk about that outbound tender volume. Uh, It's been dropping. It's been dropping quickly. uh, But just in the last 24 hours, it dropped another 692 points. That's almost 7% down in 24 hours. It just seems like this week, a lot of really bad economic news seems to be hitting. And at the same time, I am getting messages from agents and brokers telling me the freight market right now might be the worst they've ever seen. We, We hadn't really been hearing that. From some corners of the market, sure, rates were down, no doubt. But we were kind of thinking we haven't really reached the bottom yet. And But this week seems to be some sort of a turning point. Now, the interesting thing is, I was just talking about this last week, that we had three things coming up that all could hurt the economy. One of them didn't happen. The government kicked the can down the road another month, not for long. They They have to figure out. The, the money issue in the government or the government's going to get shut down. It's going to be very hard to come to a resolution when there is no speaker of the house. The, the house can't get any business done. So that whole government issue is still looming. That has no impact on this yet because it hasn't happened yet. The UAW strike is having an impact, but we're early into that. The 
the other event I talked about was people have to start paying back student loans and they haven't had to pay them for a long time. That's going to take a lot of money out of the market. But I don't think that could be causing this yet either. It just happened four days ago. That makes this even more worrisome. Diesel prices were climbing. That makes this tough. Now, we're about to see kind of a big drop. I think we're going to see 17 cents. We may see diesel drop. I don't think that's going to last. I think it will start to climb again. The one thing that may bring diesel prices down will be a really, really slow economy. And then that's not much of a consolation prize. So um, I, I would really start paying attention. I'm going to keep following some of these numbers, but what I'm seeing and hearing right now um, does not look good. Looks like we might be heading for the bottom. We'll have to see what happens after that. A um, couple things, and then I'll uh, get to some calls. A couple headlines I read. Um, Here's one. How artificial intelligence is launching the transportation industry forward. The, the premise of the article is that if these, com- if these trucking companies with huge turnover, like they said, 100% turnover, which is what we're kind of used to in this industry, if they would use AI to do other things and free up time of management and owners, then management and owners could spend more time talking to drivers and things would improve and turnover wouldn't be so bad. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to call BS on that one. Come on, the entire technology revolution has promised us that kind of stuff forever and it never comes true. Remember, 30 years ago, I was told every office would be paperless by now. We're nowhere near paperless. We have more paper than we did before that statement was made, far more. Computers were supposed to free up so much of our time that we'd all be, you know, having three-day work weeks and we'd have all this leisure time. And I got to tell you, since I started using computers in my business a long, long time ago, I'm just busier than ever. Technology has not freed up any time whatsoever. Maybe you could claim it has freed up time because obviously computers can do things way faster than we can. But why are we still all so busy and behind and stressed? Because we have to understand human nature and business. So all it takes, this is why supply and demand really does work, even though there are a lot of people who just don't believe it. It's the same thing here. I could, well, I'll give you an example. I got heavy into AI in the beginning. I still am. I just don't talk about it because there's not that much to talk about that's affecting people's lives right now that you could do much about. But I'm still, I still read dozens of AI newsletters just to kind of keep up with what's going on. If, if just one company in a market or a segment says, oh, look at all this time we freed up by using AI, now we can double our projects. We can do that. Nobody takes the extra time and takes a day off. And if you want to stay competitive, you can't. Because if you're in every business, every segment, every market, it's just human nature any time that's made up with technology is just used to work more. So in essence, these things end up really making us work harder and stress more, not less. 
Yeah, I can remember working before computers ran everything. It was a lot less stressful. It was a lot less busy. So I don't believe for a second that AI is going to be any different. Just because your fleet starts using AI for, I don't know, dispatch and pricing and a, and a bunch of other things that it could be good at, don't expect that management and and dispatchers are, are all of a sudden going to have all kinds of time to spend taking care of drivers' needs. It's not going to happen. All right, what else did I have? Oh, here's one. I've talked about this before. Uh, I kind of predicted this one. Former yellow drivers are being denied jobs over previous union ties. I talked about this. I had a policy when I hired drivers. And when I first started hiring drivers, I was in Northeast Ohio. Northeast Ohio in the 80s. That was a union stronghold. A lot of union companies. In fact, when I did LTL work and I was at the same place as picking up and delivering every day, um, I would say the trucks that I saw every day back then, it was about, uh, I could easily think of 15 union companies that were working that area back then, LTL, and maybe there were two or three non-union. Um, there was Spartan, Overnight, boy, there, just, there weren't very many. It was very heavily union, and I had a policy. I would not hire a driver from a union company. And that made it difficult. There, there were a lot of union drivers around, not um, so many non-union. But I, it was just a common sense policy. I could not come anywhere near matching what they received from a union driving job. It, it just wasn't practical. No matter how well I ran my company, there was just no way. And human nature, again, People are not going to be happy with less. And the union fosters a certain kind of attitude in people. And I just wasn't willing to take my chances with that in my business. I, I've said many times, unions have the right to exist, that our laws allow it. People have the right to join unions. I'm all for it. If you want to join a union, knock yourself out. As a business owner, I also have the right not to hire you. And I, I will stand by that. That's the way it should be. If you want to join the union, you should go ahead. And for a lot of people, it is a, a better lifestyle, but there are consequences to your actions. And this would be one of them. And I know union drivers right now are pissed that, that you have to understand that this is how a free market works. You may have been able to join a union and force an employer to do certain things, but that doesn't mean you get to do it everywhere. It, you chose that. It's really unfortunate. These drivers are having a very, I've read lots of articles. I've heard from lots of people. These drivers are having a very, very hard time finding a job in this economy. I get it. But you also, I, I, those same people, believe me, I was around them long enough. Those same people were the ones that were, were ridiculing anybody who wasn't in the union. Oh, why would you guys work for peanuts? What an idiot. I, I heard that stuff for years. Well, this is the other side of the coin. And I'm not here to rub it in anybody's face, but I, I called this years ago, and it's happening now in a pretty big way. Uh, not sure how that's going to work out because I don't see a lot of driving jobs opening up anytime soon with what the, uh, what the economy is looking like now. All right, we're going to get to the phone calls. Let's get started in 
Colorado. Eric, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, called in to thank you for the my medic recon bag. You got the big I one. Didn't expect to win, but yeah, I got the big one apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I was supposed to announce this yesterday. They, uh, they were I, while I was on the show yesterday. They were frantically sending me messages, and I wasn't paying attention. So, I, I was supposed to do this yesterday. <laughs> so now we're doing yeah. it this morning. Congratulations! That's all right. I, I missed, I missed your show yesterday anyway, and they called me after the show, or at least late. You know, it would have been a couple hours later. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Good. Well, I appreciate it. No, I. I kind of, when, when I was buying them, I was like, I was going to buy the recon. And I'm like, well, just in case, you know, I, I bought the other two. I bought right. both of the other sizes. And I was like, if I don't win the recon, I'll buy it later. You know, no big Well, deal. look at so that. Like, good, hey, cool. good thinking. I don't think, I don't think uh, Lisa and Brittany were uh, enthused about my excitement because I don't get over the top excited about anything. You yeah, know, I was that. actually like, did nobody else buy one? Is that why I won? Because I don't win things. <laughs> they were like, no, lots of people bought this. I'm like, cool, all right. <laughs> there you go. Now you do win things. Yeah, well, you know, that, 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 that's it for the next decade or so. Uh, who knows? Yeah. We, we, maybe we'll <laughs> hey, start a um, trend here. Right. They, uh, you were talking about how uh, technology is supposed to make our lives easier. And I mean, obviously in some ways it does, it doesn't save time. And I was just thinking that that's because things that we used to, it used to take us a week to get done. We can now get done in a day. Right. But that means we're also cramming the stress of one week into the stress of one day. You know, that's exactly. why we're more stressed than ever before. And, and we never now there is no doubt technology allows us to do a lot more work one person today with technology can do so much work i probably we could go back to a point where it would take 10 people to do what one person can do today with certain technologies i get that but we never use that time to take a break or rest we just cram more work in I mean, if things had happened the way we expected them to, we would all work, you know, 10 hours a week and have right. the rest of the time for leisure, right? That's what should have happened. But in, happen. a, but in a free market, everybody says, oh, look, I can get three days worth of work into one now. That gives me two more days to work on something else. And that's what we do. We just keep putting more work in no matter how efficient we become. Uh, the one thing that has always bothered me about the whole computer age is that we did not get rid of paperwork. No, not it's even like, close. Yeah, you fill things out on the computer and then they print them off and then you have to sign them in triplicate. And, you know, it's I, like you still have to have file cabinets full of crap that you save for seven years. I, you know. <laughs> I heard this, and this is not an exaggeration, 30 plus years ago that Within a couple of years, offices will be completely paperless. I heard that a long, long time ago, and it made sense. <laughs> you, you looked at it and thought, oh, sure, that's what's going to happen. I'll tell you, I, I, I've bought several properties over the last couple of decades, and anybody who's been through a mortgage and, and property buying experience knows that the paperwork is insane. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. 
I think back now to when the first time I bought a property and you walked in it in person and you signed all paperwork after paperwork after, and it was a lot. But the property I just went through, which should have been fairly simple, we didn't require any inspections. We wanted it to be a quick close. The amount of paperwork to me seems like it tripled. And now, instead of going in one time and sitting down and signing it all, it was about a two-week process. Every day I was getting an email. Oh, look, you can electronically sign this form. Okay, but it takes me longer than it used to just sign it. Because I got to open the email. I got to click on this link. I got to verify my login. I finally get to the login. I got to figure out how their signature software works. It's more complicated than it was just signing the damn thing for real. And then after doing that multiple times over two weeks, we still had to go into the title office and sit down and sign a whole bunch of paperwork in person. So how is this a better system? Now, you, you wouldn't know this personally because you've never been an employee driver, but it's the exact same thing, getting a driving job. Exactly. You, you put in your application online, and then you get hired, and then you have to fill in a bunch of, you have to do a bunch of stuff online before you go to orientation. Then you go to orientation, and they pull out all the paperwork, and you have to sign yeah. and fill it out, and all, you know, all the yeah. other stuff. How it's ignorant is that? <laughs> So I, I will say in some, you know, in a lot of ways, the computers and technology do make us more efficient, but in a lot of ways, it's made us less. And there are two examples right there. The old process used to be easier. What, what actually scares me about, I mean, I own my house. I paid, paid for it off of foreclosure, you know, so I own it outright. Um, it's hearing about people stealing your title and getting loans against it and whatnot. And you don't find out about it until they come and foreclose on your house. Yeah. And it's like, um, excuse me, this is my house. I didn't make any loans on it. I'm not behind on any payments. And yet suddenly I don't have a house anymore. And I'm like, yeah, Ooh. except <laughs> that, that, let me tell you about that. I, I'm not saying that can't happen, but those commercials make it sound like it's really easy and a lot more common for somebody to do that. It's not. It's fraud. When you can prove it's fraud, you're not responsible. So it, 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 that's a big scare tactic to get you to sign up for another service. Yeah. I mean, I have considered life lock several times, except that for the most part, I don't have much to lock. So it's, but I do have the house, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> LifeLock is the same thing. They'll, you know, it's a big scare tactic. You're going to lose everything. And in reality, when somebody steals your identity, most of the time, there are horror stories out there, I know, but that's not the norm. Most of the time, it's a hassle. You get through some paperwork, it gets cleared up. You're not responsible for any of the money. But it, it, it again, it, it's our, I hate to say this, but I, I think we've created a system, we might as well just call it capitalism gone wild. Um, our, our capitalistic free market yeah. system is kind of a mess. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's no different with the health industry. You right. know, they're scaring us about everything all the time. Right. You know, I was, you know, I was talking to, talking to a guy at a truck stop yesterday, day before yesterday, that, uh, you know, he really believes his doctor is there to help him out, and yet he's on multiple blood pressure medications and a statin. Yes. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like, your doctor may think he's 
there to help you. That's true. It is possible, but you know, you know he's killing you at the same time. You so, know how how review systems have become the big thing and I like them I use them a lot before I go buy anything or try something I read through the reviews and and there's an art to learning how to read reviews I had the idea of creating a review system for doctors and the number one criteria would be how many prescriptions they take their patients off of and then I thought to myself I'm pretty happy with my life, and I really don't want Big Pharma putting a contract out on my head. I think that might be one of the ways to to accomplish that. I don't know if you've ever talked about this, but have you heard that things like the J.D. Power and Associates Awards for, you know, the best 30-day blah, blah, blah for this car or whatever? Well, those are all purchased. Of course they are. There, I'll no tell you the only one. There. You guys just send them money. <laughs> the, the only one of those type of things I really used to trust, I don't use it much anymore, but I might go back to it. And I don't know if it's changed or not. Um, consumer reports. I used for years and years and years prior to the Internet, really. I guess that's why I stopped. Um, I used consumer reports. You had to pay a pretty high subscription price to get that magazine because they didn't accept advertising. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's why I, they were I, completely. I don't know why it's in un- my head that I thought consumer report. Go ahead. No, I no, I just I I don't know why it's in my head. It may have been something I heard a long time ago, but I thought consumer reports was another one that went kind of. I won't say woke, but kind of, you know, to the left. And I don't remember where I heard that. Maybe they did. I haven't, like I said, I haven't used Consumer Reports since the Internet. I'm thinking maybe I'll go back and check them out. But then they accepted no advertising. So they were completely objective when they did their testing. They did really thorough and extensive testing. They reported it really well. And it it, it, it was a fairly expensive subscription. But I had it for years, and I would use it yeah. when I bought all kinds of stuff. It, maybe that's changed. I don't know. Yeah. I guess that. Well, I'll let you get moving. Thanks again for the, the recall on my medic. Um, I won't physically receive it until I get home next week, next Friday or so. Well, give but us I'll a call. I'll send and, in a picture when I do get it. Yeah, yeah. Post it and give us a call. Let us know. That's just a good the best gift that I hope I never have a chance to use it. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right, Eric, thanks for the call. We are going to move on. We've got some uh, calls piling up on us, and i got to watch my time today. Let's go to Texas. Paul, good morning. Howdy. I'll be quick today. See you short show. So you're talking about the, the downturn in the economy. Well, my terminal dispatcher for the Texas stuff, I talked to him on Friday, and he rattled off about six loads, and I said, well, I'm only going to do two this week because I'm going to Pennsylvania next week. Oh, oh. And I said, so I I chose the one to South Texas and one back to Oklahoma, the two best yeah. loads he had. And I said, and, the, and there was a couple of loads that were four, five, and six, you know, multiple stops, right. four and five stops. And I said, you still have that ugly stuff when I come back. And he's, uh, I said, I'll do it after I get back. Okay. So Monday he calls me and I said, you still got those ugly loads? No, I got rid of them already. Yeah. Do what? 
He said, those two ugly loads, he said, I got rid of them. So I guess maybe the UAW strike, some of the those guys have come down south. Probably. Which I don't mind that they took the ugly loads. But, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> but so, after a while, they, the, the ugly yeah, loads well, are all that are left. Yeah, yeah. well, I'll, I'll be right because there's a couple of places where – he just saves it for me, so I'm I'm good with that. So you know, one, um, here, I want to comment on about- that. One of the things we need to remember, no matter how bad. Now, I I read where did I read this yesterday? Somebody I respected, but now I can't remember who it was. Um, they were using the word depression, not recession. They were using the word depression. That that that's what they're predicting that this could be that rough this time. Now, I will say this. Um, We've been through a depression, which was worse than any of our recessions since then have ever been. But that doesn't mean everybody went out of business. Lots of lots of big businesses were built out of the recession. No matter how bad an economy gets, somebody is still going to be moving freight and making money. And, uh, you know, I'll go back to the what we've been talking about the last couple of months when, when things really started to turn, some people started looking around and blaming everybody else and then asking the government to fix things. And another group said, no, you know, we run a business. We'll fix things ourselves. We've got this. Who do you think's going to do better? The worse the economy gets. Clearly the people that take responsibility, (laughs) right. And realize that it's up to them to solve their own problems. And when I heard that attitude of why should I have to work on my fuel mileage? Because that's what you have to do in business. You have to control your expenses. They act like that's an insult to them. What, What do you mean control my expenses? Why should I have to do that? Well, that's not going to yeah, work very well in a, a bad economy. Rate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see how that, that thought so, process works. Yeah. So all, all of our deliveries, pick up some deliveries, they're paperless, but if you load at the port or a manufacturer, if I load 10 vehicles, if I have a straight load, it's 12 pieces of paper because you, you can't get out of the port without leaving paper. So if I had a 10-unit load that had 10 deliveries, it would be at least 22 pieces of paper, probably 23. So that's a lot of paper for everything that's paperless. That's what I mean. It's kind of like when technology frees up time, we use the time to do more work. When technology gets rid of a piece of paper, we use that to create more paper. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I I still print. If I do a, a load for a different carrier or a different broker, I always print that bill of lading off just in, because if someone calls me and says, "Hey, something happened with the app. We don't have a we don't have a bill of lading for that load you did." Oh, I got one. So I always email it to myself, and then when I get home, I print it out, and stick it in the paper. Because if there's no bill of lading, if I can't produce it, sorry, you don't get paid. Right. So, well, Just in case. Here, here's the, a, here's the another. Carrier, the carrier that I'm leased to, I don't print off any of those loans because they got them. Yeah. yeah. Here's another process that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Why do we have to sign for a credit card purchase anymore or a debit card purchase? First off, when it was a true signature on a piece of paper, the receipt, 
Nobody ever went back to those receipts to try to prove fraud. All you had to do was claim somebody stole your credit card and the the credit card company just paid it off. Nobody was responsible. The credit card companies eat all of that stuff and they make enough money. They can afford to eat all that. And nobody ever investigated to prove it wasn't your signature. Now, when you sign on these goofy screens, you couldn't tell if that's anybody's signature or not if you wanted to. Why do we even bother with that whole process? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people sign like a doctor anyway. So. Well, it, it, even yeah. if you try to sign on those screens, it's not the same as paper. Your signature never looks the same. So everybody just kind of yeah. swipes their finger across it and it's done. Why don't we just stop that whole fiasco? There is there is no penmanship when it comes to signing electronically. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's such a stupid process. Right. I'll let you go. All Any right. Short show. Have fun. Thanks for the call. All right. Bye. Let's go to Iowa. Brian, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. So uh, on my morning. Hey, on Monday, you had a caller call in about doing payroll. And he got a price quote for like $65 or $70 a month. And I had a CPA doing mine, and it was about that price. And they just kept raising the rates. So I did some research and I actually moved all my stuff over to surepayroll.com. And I'll tell you, they are amazing. Good. I've only had one screw up and it wasn't because of them. It was because of something I did and they (laughs) fixed it for me that day. You know, I I can say the same thing about QuickBooks payroll. We, I, I way, way, way back when, when I first started with employees, I I tried doing my own payroll. I I quickly stopped that. What a massive pain in the ass that is. And there's, there's so much room for error. And when you do make a mistake, you're going to be dealing with the government agency to try to get it straightened out. I just figured out early on, it was not worth trying to do my own payroll. Um, most accountants were too expensive because it was labor intensive for them. When we started to get the payroll services, this made sense to just use them. And and I've been using QuickBooks for a couple of decades there. I'm completely happy with their payroll service as well. And, and there's lots of options. I mean, the, you know, the full blown platinum service, they do everything, or you can have them do less, you, depending on how much money you want to spend and how much money you want to work. Um, I, I've used multiple levels of the service over the years. They've all been excellent. Right. Yeah, sure. Payroll, if you want to handle the taxes and just have them cut you a check, it's like nine ninety five a month. And if you want them to handle the taxes and do all that, send it out to the state, FICA and all that. It's nineteen ninety five a month. Man, that's and well it takes worth me it. five minutes once a week to cut. Yeah, exactly. That extra ten dollars is well <laughs> worth it a month. Yeah. And I have to cut payroll for myself and my and my other truck. So you know, it, it makes it five minutes, and I'm done. Yeah, and and, and you have a choice between W two ten ninety nine. Yeah. Right. And you can have both. We have both in our system. We have W2 and 1099 and they handle, yeah, they handle all that just fine. Um, my recommendation is absolutely pay somebody to do your payroll. It's tedious. It's time consuming. When there's a mistake, it's a nightmare and it is, it is. And, and I, I will warn people over and over. 
you know, if you've ever been an independent contractor, you you might know that the IRS is not very good at collecting their debts. The IRS doesn't even attempt to collect its debts. They might send you some letters here and there, but you can go years and years without paying them. My record, I, I had to do tax returns for an owner operator that had not filed a tax return in 15 years and he was still in business. But right. So you get used to that. So so small business owners get used to that when they don't have employees and it's just their own tax. The IRS is really, really lenient and lax. They, they will let you go for years. Then all of a sudden you get your first employee. Do not mess with payroll taxes. They will bring the hammer down on your head in no time. They do not mess around with payroll taxes being done wrong or not being paid. They will shut you down. Here's something I had to deal with the state of Iowa. So when I signed up for sure payroll, I didn't know what I couldn't remember exactly for the uh, state unemployment tax or whatever that you have to pay. So I just put 4%. And so they started taking 4% out, sending it to the state. Well, I didn't know in the state of Iowa, if you don't have a claim, unemployment claim for a certain amount of time, they actually go to zero where you don't have to pay in the unemployment tax. And I didn't know this. And I kept paying this 4%. Well, I could, I get a hold of the state for some reason for that department. And they're like, Oh, you have a credit of $1,600. I'm like, I do. Oh, okay. Well, it's going to take us a little while to get, uh, get you your money because they're shorthanded. There's one person in the state of Iowa that handles refund checks like that. So <laughs> they ended up cutting me a check for $1,600. Yeah. No, it, it, I'm like, I'd rather have a surplus than be negative. Exactly. Period. And the lesson here, let somebody else do your payroll tax. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all I got. I just wanted to let that guy know that look into sure payroll or like you said, QuickBooks, whatever, Good. you know, whatever works for him, but paying 65, $50, that's ridiculous. And this, and we got to cut corners hey, or right. be like you say, work, you know, be efficient. Absolutely. All right. Great yeah. recommendation. Thanks. I've got one call left. I've got uh, 20 minutes or so. So uh, I could take a couple more calls before I turn off the phone lines here. 855 855- Nine five zero three eight three five. Let's go to Louisiana this time. David, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Oh, hey, man. I I wanted to tell you that um, I I'm, I'm not a trucker, but I've been listening to your show for for quite a while before uh, today. Finally Thank found you. it online, and um, anyway, I the main reason I had listened to you for, for quite a while was you, you talked a lot about keto and carnivore diet, which I, uh, I had started at the time and then, uh, kind of lost touch with you. You were off of that Kim and I just, you just kind of disappeared until today. So, uh, anyway, I wanted to kind of tell you that before I started, uh, keto, I had, I had retired from the Navy and I just slowly, my weight crept up, crept up, crept up. So on a five, Put eight body, 215 pounds was a bit excessive. So yeah. I kind of turned my eating around and learned all I could about cholesterol, realizing now that cholesterol is not what's giving you a heart attack or atherosclerosis. So I'm not worried about cholesterol anymore. I'm just right. worried about keeping my triglyceride to HDL ratio 
optimal. And uh, I have lost uh, about 40 pounds. I'm 174 pounds right now. Wow. I'm um, in excellent health. I'm an endurance cyclist. Uh, so I, I do all of my rides with really no carbohydrates anymore. I just take water and awesome. some water with electrolytes as well, depending on how long. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, man, I, I'm still happy to have found your show. And I just wanted to ask you, um, uh, do you talk much about the triglyceride to HDL ratio? Because I think that if more people understood that ratio and why it's so important, I think it would um, it would help out a lot because every time somebody looks at their cholesterol and they say, oh, look, my LDL is, you know, 200 or 180, like, oh, my gosh. But it, that, that doesn't, yeah. no, that's you know, a good question. your LDL when you get your blood tested, you know. This is a good question. Yeah, your let's, LDL is, when you, when you get, let's okay. talk about this. Yeah. So first off, um, congratulations and thank you for your service. Um Here's the, here's the history of cholesterol and where we are with it now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, in the beginning, we were, you know, as we changed our diet, we were watching cholesterol. What's happening? What's going to change? And it was going up. I mean, w- when people switch from the standard American diet and their statins, and they go to real whole food with lots of good fats and saturated fats, and they get off the statins, cholesterol went up. And a lot of people panicked. Oh, my God, look, how could this be healthy if our cholesterol is going up? Well, a high cholesterol might be the right way. That is the healthy thing. It's the pharmaceutical industry that convinced us we want low cholesterol, and we don't. The outcomes of people with low cholesterol are not good. They die. They commit suicide more often. I mean, there's all kinds of weird things correlated with low cholesterol numbers, and none of them are good. So we started saying, look, don't worry about your total cholesterol because it's a combination of three different numbers and some of them we want higher and some of them we want lower. So the whole idea of total cholesterol didn't even make any sense. And then we started exploring the ratios and there are three or four different ratios I used to use a lot. People would call in, I'd get all their cholesterol numbers, we'd run them through the calculator and I'd say, well, this ratio looks good. That one could use some improvement. Um, And then we moved beyond that. And a lot of it came because I started working with Dr. Wolfson, the cardiologist, and we work really closely with him now. And what I learned from him was that he basically just ignores cholesterol in his practice completely. And and what he says is, and it, it makes a lot of sense, if we just eat as close as possible to a true hunter-gatherer diet, your cholesterol is what it is and we don't care. We're, we're not going to try to change something in that diet to change cholesterol numbers. And I think our understanding of all, even the ratios is just wrong. I, I still don't think we completely understand those numbers. And I, I think his approach makes a lot of sense. Hunter-gatherers did not check their cholesterol. They didn't say, oh, well, I, I better stop eating wild boar because it's too fatty. I'm going to switch to, you know, antelope because it's lean. I, they never did that. They ate their diet and their cholesterol was what it was, and it was never a problem. And I've taken that approach. I'm, I'm just going to eat the cleanest diet I can eat, and I'm going to ignore cholesterol completely. What do you think? Yeah, Kevin, I, I mean, exactly. My, my triglycerides are normally about anywhere from 50 to 70. And my HDL is normally 
anywhere from 65 to 75. That's just excellent. going by my past few books. Excellent. Exactly. So my ratio is excellent. And, um, it, it, and I here, even had, I here's even something spent else. money out of pocket. Here's something else about this. The, the testing, all of these numbers, they're not completely accurate. Some of them are calculated. And I could make your triglycerides go through the exactly. roof if I wanted. I mean, all we have to do is fast for three or four days exactly. and start losing fat, and you will your triglycerides will go up almost instantly. And doctors freak out over it. Well, well, why are you freaking out? This is normal. I'm losing weight. I would expect that it goes up for now. Yeah, I mean, I spent out of pocket, and I had a part, uh, LDL particle count done, and all of my LDL, even though it was high, uh, it was like about 180 on that test. My LDL, all of my my LDL was in profile A, which is the big the fluffy good. type, the undamaged LDL. So there's another good point. Yeah, I'm glad I you did, brought uh, that up. I had a high particle count. I, I used to spend I, uh, I had, hours I had maybe talking to people about particle count. Because that was what we knew, that, look, LDL isn't all bad. We need to know what kind. We don't even do that anymore. Because what we found was as soon as people changed their diet, the longer they were on a whole food diet, the better all of these numbers are. So we're, we're to the point where we just kind of ignore it now. I don't talk about particle size much anymore. Why bother getting the test? Yeah, you don't really need to do the test as long because as, as long as your triglyceride level is really low and your HDL is high, you're you're, you're virtually assuring that your particle count is going to be right. the type A type, which is the undamaged LDL. So there's no use in it. Always that's why a lot of uh, uh, um, hardcore cardiologists that understand lipids like they should. They know that why bother doing a particle test? I can just tell by looking at your, your, your triglyceride to HDL ratio. So I know it's going to be good. So don't worry about the test, you know, unless we have to. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I eat maybe five carbs a day, maybe six, because my only intake of carbs is from maybe a little bit of half and half in the morning. Right. And right. sometimes I'll drink coffee. So half and half has a gram of lactose for two <laughs> tablespoons. Right. So I might have a couple yeah. of cups of coffee. Yeah. So my also wow man I uh, my 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 carb intake today went all the way up to five you know and the, um, the average American zero, is, but, is around three hundred. Yeah, you know, and I I eat really all meat all day. I eat well, not all day. I mean, I eat a late late breakfast, early lunch because I'm not hungry till about eleven. Right, and I might eat a bunch of eggs. Or I might eat some eggs and bacon and maybe some steak with that. But then I won't eat again until maybe 3, 4, 5 in the afternoon, and that's it. And I'm full, man. I'm, I mean, I eat beef, butter, bacon, eggs. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of lard, a lot of beef tallow. And I, I don't, I'm like, man, why doesn't everybody do this? We, we'd run doctors out of business. Absolutely. They, they would be maybe we, one cardiologist in my city instead of 50. We would collapse um, the man, medical... Look, I, if everybody ate like this, and it's never going to happen, this, this. Oh, that wasn't good. All right. I don't know. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Uh, some of you are probably still hearing me, but I just completely lost my connection to the uh, phone system. So I'm trying to get it back right now. Uh, except it's not working for some reason. Let me see if I can figure this out. 
That was uh, that was sudden. I've never really had that occur the way that just happened. Uh, and I'm not able to get it back right now, and I'm not sure why. Hold, please. Host, you are now in the... All right. Recording. I think... Hey, hey. I might be back. David, are you still with me? Uh, yeah, I got you. Sorry. Yeah, um, I, I am, man. I, I don't want to... No, that was the weirdest thing. I, 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 let me finish. But I, I completely lost all of my connection to the phone system. So I couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me. I got you. The listeners couldn't hear you, but they could still hear me. But I, I think I've got it back now. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I um, let me um, let me close out by just saying I'm not, a, like I said, I'm not a truck driver. I, I'm probably one of the rare listeners that on your show is not a truck driver, but I love truck drivers. I love what they do, and I know exactly how important the truck driving industry is, um, and why why it's so critical. And I, I love what you do. I listen to your show quite a bit because well, I do have you back. like uh, all the stuff you talk about. Yeah, and I love when you talk about healthy eating, the carnivore keto type diets, stuff like that. Um, like I said, I I took your advice long ago. I kind of knew about it, but I heard you talking about it so much. I, I took your advice. I went with it, and I, I'm very strict about it. Um, now that I'm really off of carbs, I don't have a desire for carbs Isn't like that I awesome? used to, and I, I can know. easily turn it down. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm in control of my health now, not my doctor that prescribes me um, yeah. uh, statins. You know, exactly. I'm in charge, and I'm the healthiest I've ever been. Matter of fact, I, I don't, I don't know when I've been more healthier and I'd have to go back to my high school years, actually. Um, you know, it's so, interesting. Yeah, keep doing how, what you're doing, buddy. It's um, interesting how many people say it that way. And I say it that way. And I can honestly say in many ways, even if I go back to my high school years, in a lot of ways, I was not as healthy as I am now. I had all kinds of digestive problems. I had joint I mean, pain. I, I don't have that stuff at 60. I had those problems at 16, and I don't have them at 60. That's pretty incredible. Kevin, I'm, I'm, I'm 61 now. I'll be 62 in a, in a couple of months, and I'm fully retired. And I, I'm, I joke around. I'm finally, I've got the signs of a, of a six-pack emerging right now. Got that that is so abs, cool. I my know. abs are actually, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm ripped. My wife <laughs> kind of jokes. She's like, I think you're getting too skinny, but, you know. That's awesome. She kind of, she said she kind of liked me with that little belly, and I'm like, baby, that was just type two diabetes rearing its ugly head. Exactly. You don't want that, you know. Exactly. Good stuff. All right, so you'll you'll be happy to know. It sounds like you're you're just uh, recently found us again. We're still on every day, Monday through Friday. Yeah. I do up to three hours, depending on how many questions, and we don't do commercials. No breaks. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I'm gonna be listening all the time because I really missed your show. I still listen to the other. That truck channel that's on XM, I don't know if you can talk about it, I don't know, but Uh, uh, I like that guy Tim Ridley in the morning. Yeah, here's the other thing Um, we did. I just love... Um, This show now, we're not completely there. We're we're slowly moving there over time. We made a commitment. The day I got canceled on Sirius, we took one day off. I got canceled on a Friday, we took one day off. I went back on the air Saturday and Sunday and worked the weekend just to say, we're not going anywhere, we're here. And we're going to come up with a plan. We already had a plan in place. Um, The plan now is we will not use anybody else's platforms or software to do this show. We're building our own from the ground up. We're not quite there yet, but we've replaced a lot of stuff already. 
Um, we will get this show to the point where you would have to turn off the internet to cancel us. We can say anything we want and we will. And we, we do have partners. We really don't do sponsors. We have partners and our partners know they don't get any say about what gets said on the show. If they're offended by something on the show, then they better go partner with somebody else. Gotcha. I mean, was that what caused you to be off of XM? Was it something you said? Yeah. Or I, uh, kind of like you went, you went into no man's land? Yeah, I, I said that a sitting um, U.S. congressman should be shot for treason, and I meant it. Okay, well, I can see how that would yeah, the, that could the, maybe stir up a harness in that. When the, <laughs> when the congressman heard that, he wasn't very happy, and he called the CEO of Sirius. Oh, I, I get you. Well, yeah. look, I, I, you're a smart enough guy to where you can, uh, you, you can uh, move on and keep we, on, we, and that's what you did. So, we should like have, I said, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Yeah, we should have done it years ago on our own. Maybe so. We, we got lazy. It was easy being on Sirius. We didn't have to do any marketing. We didn't have to look for new listeners. They just showed up every day. Yeah, and we got lazy. Uh, and, and I look back now, and I'm glad it happened the way it did. Well, and man, good for you. I mean, I, I think you're a great guy. I just love your show. And uh, you seem to be very, uh, very, you seem to, because of your knowledge in the, in the trucking industry and Help. I mean, it's just it's just a great show, and I, I love listening to all these little things about the truck driving industry that you know I don't know anything about, and I just find it really interesting. I appreciate it. All right, hey, I got to cut well, you loose. I'm going to grab one more call. Um, welcome back. Um, glad to have you back in the tribe. Let's go to Texas, Fred. Welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. It's nice to hear uh, people re reacquainting themselves with the show. Yeah, it's nice to have people back yeah it is uh so i'm up in new york city uh i'm sorry half of my cabinet uh yeah i know me too <laughs> me too I'm getting the floor installed today i know uh just give me one second it's ocean me to see what's going on with the floor uh i'm getting the hardwood floor put through the whole house hold on one second what's up sorry kevin that's nah, fine and you got gotta to take care of business yeah, yeah, that, if you can. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. He just wanted to see where he wanted to stop the floor going into the other house. There you go. Um, but anyway, uh, I uh, I saw you posted, I guess on X, uh, about some kind of market disruption with the UAE on strike. I know. Uh, I know when a sector gets damaged. It, it affects the other, you know, pretty much the whole the whole system. But it's hard for those big carriers to pivot on a dime to get out of the freight market into something else like a small independent can. So, what do you think about that? I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you think it's going to be that disruptive to the whole overall trucking industry, or just the freight sectors? Well, I didn't read the article. I didn't have time. Yeah, the problems I'm seeing are so widespread. It, it, it's kind of like we're finally seeing what we were expecting to see years ago. And unfortunately, we know that the longer something goes up, the longer and deeper it's probably going to go down. And we've never seen an economic run like we've been on. So it makes sense that this one could be worse. And we're starting to see the signs that it is. 
you know, the UAW strike is having an impact, but but not as much as it can. That could get significantly worse. Um, the the student loan paybacks that just started. That's not even having an impact yet, but it will. Um, next month, what is the right. government going to do? Are they going to shut down? Um, we don't even have a Speaker of the House now. So how are they going to come to any kind of solution to the budget issues in less than a month? So th- there are just too many signs well, that, that this one could be really rough. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I think it's healthy with someone on in the Republican Party. I think it needed that. Take on it. I, uh, I, I do I, too. Here's what I'm afraid of. I, I think it needed it too. Why, what, seven or eight Republicans? Why so few? I mean, this was. Well, this it, is Fred, what think about this uh, for a second. I'll, I'll you and some, I are, are yeah. in favor of something that was really passed by the Democrats, not the Republicans. It wasn't even close. Right. That's so this is what this is what uh, well it, it is and it's not. So there was a handful of of freedom caucus people that uh, were were at the at the ready to give their vote. They wanted to make sure they had the vote. So there were guys like Byron Donaldson and and uh, Corey Mills who were ready to give their vote if they needed it. And, you know, I mean it's 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 a it's definitely a a power play and. I believe from the, some of the conversations I've had that Gates is looking to aspire to higher office, either Senate or governor of, of Florida. But that's but he, I think he's still a noble guy. I don't think he's doing this just just because of that. You know, McCarthy made promises and he couldn't he couldn't deliver. He didn't he didn't not he couldn't. No, he I, didn't I, deliver. He I didn't get want that. To. I get that. Why, why are yeah. there so many Republicans who are willing to just let that go? And now, not only were they willing to just let it go, they are absolutely pissed about what happened. Well, you know, there's more, there's more, um, there's more, I guess you can say rhinos than there are. That's what scares me. Right. So, that's the problem. That's yeah. what, that's what yeah. I'm seeing out of all this. And I, I don't like it. Well, the two front runners, Right now is Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan, from what I gather. And I believe believe both of them are going to be a much better pick than than, I agree. Uh, than I, McCarthy was. Yeah, I agree. The problem um, I see is that you're going to have a couple hundred Republican uh, Republicans that don't want to work with him. I mean, I, I can't believe that the Republican well, Party is this split and not in a good way. It, 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 the yeah. people that I think are doing the right things are a tiny, tiny minority. Seven or eight of them? Right. Come on. Right. right. No, I got you. I got you. Well, I, you know, they all voted on those rule changes. So it wasn't, it's, you know, just because seven or eight just, uh, you know, pulled the trigger. A lot of them voted on those rule changes also. So I think if whoever becomes speaker, if they make the deal that they're going to abide by those rule changes, I think that I think the whole party will be okay. You know, the problem is with Republicans, and I've said it, I've said it before, they, they don't want to govern. They, they want to pound the table, and they want to, uh, you know, posture. Yeah, it's a and, shame. and the Democrats are governing. I just hate what they're doing. Well, that's the thing. And, they, and you know, look, like, you know, McCarthy is making all these back-end deals with Nancy Pelosi, and she just completely obliterated them. Yeah. A hundred percent of the Democrats voted voted against them. Yeah. So where'd that leave him? 
you know? That's a mess. So, it's a mess. You know, and and I, was, that, that yeah, just adds to, you know, the economy is separate from politics, but there's a lot of interaction between the two. And this just isn't good that the economy's in kind of shambles right now. And so are politics. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you know, I mean, they had they had tentative deals on the table with appropriation bills. And I think the good thing that might come out of this is a little bit more back to normalcy, not what we've had the last couple of decades where it's just on the bus and CR spending. I hope so. Hey, Fred, got to cut so, you loose. We're right at the top of the hour. I don't want to get the Beckett's in here. All right. Good talking to you. Have a good right, day. Talk to you soon. All right. Just to let you know, we are not doing spaces this week. Um, every week, spaces are going to be kind of wait and see. This week, they're just not going to happen. I, I've got too much I've got to get done um, by the end of this weekend. Uh, if I get caught up on enough things and I've got some time next week, we will see about doing a space or two. So it's just going to be uh, as we go for right now. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Don't go away. We will be right back with the Beckett's and, oh, wait a minute. Oh, hold on. Oh, it's just Kevin today, which means you need to help him out here. It is much more difficult doing a call-in talk show by yourself if nobody calls. When they're both there, they can kind of chat for a while. So help him out here. Count to five minutes and uh, start dialing again, or you'll hear when the show comes back. Um, We'll be back tomorrow with a free-for-all and trucking technology and efficiency. We'll see you then. Stay tuned. Rolling Toe up next. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.